0: soy the final frontier i'm comrade brit
1: and i am yellow pat these are the voyages of the starship uss bacon our ongoing mission
0: to explore new Trek episodes, both cringe and based. And to boldly go... To,
1: to Chapel's Room to Score! Soy hey, Trick the podcast is here. One half vegan, and one, one
2: half A 100% communist. Unless we have a less left as Patrick, and am Talking, oh. joking, oh. farting, oh. and oh. shitting oh. All about Star Trek Like our buttholes, the show is wrecked
1: Soy Trek, the podcast
2: is here So listen to
1: Soy Trek right in your ears
0: Buddy. welcome to the old Bridgery Do. Oh, the Bridgery Do.
2: Yeah. I'll <laughs> <laughs> play the Bridgery Do.
0: Uh, yeah. Imagine. I, I. I would love like a crocodile. That, like Paul Hogan should have been mm. in Star Trek. Right? He would have been great.
1: Are there any Australians?
0: No. It's a prison colony now. Remember? Oh, that's right. They, yeah. They, they, wiped, they wiped out everybody, and now they reappropriated it as another <laughs> British prison colony, basically. <laughs>
1: Isn't yep. that weird? They kind of weird. they kind of
0: just repeated history on that one, didn't hmm, they?
1: Interesting. Maybe maybe read a history book and there. Starfleet. And I'm pretty sure Chapel is played by an Australian actress, and they make her American.
0: I think you're right. Yeah, that's pretty hot.
1: Yeah, I that's was that, I was noticing like all Australians like yeah we have like Margot Robbie and then like uh-huh. uh, I can't remember uh, Nurse Chapel's real name. Um. Yeah. But Jess uh, Bush. Jess but, Bush. Oh, j- oh, Jess Bush. Bush. Yeah, they look very similar. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, and they both kind of look like paul hogan if paul mm. hogan had a bomb pussy <laughs> i'm not saying he doesn't i don't know for sure
1: i'm pretty sure paul hogan's probably just like genghis khan where he's like populated half of australia oh probably <laughs> he's just like he's he's like he's like this you think that's a penis <laughs> this
2: is a penis <laughs> i see you've played penis spoonie before
1: yeah and he's just like going around like pretty much every single person in australia is related now mm-hmm. pretty cool that. yeah yeah, yeah. Margot Robbie and uh, Jess Bush are like sisters.
0: If you, if you were going to like populate, do a do a Genghis Khan like that and populate like an entire area, what area do you think you'd have the best chance of doing that in?
1: Antarctica, because <laughs> there's nobody there. You ever seen the thing? <laughs> I ever seen I'd the hit th- it. I'd hit it. <laughs> not
2: not
0: when it's a dog though. That's bad.
1: Ever see a penguin? <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little cute tuxedo. Hey, what's up, man? I like how you dress. Everyone likes a sharp dressed man. <laughs> I have out man. Hey everybody. Mm. We have ads. Did you notice? I did notice. Well, you didn't notice if you're part of our Patreon Ooh. at patreon.com slash idiot BS um, where for as little as two dollars a month, you can subscribe and you get high quality stereo episodes mm. the moment I get done making them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're probably going to start throwing some bonus content out there. Uh, we, I give early access every now and again to a couple things. You get uh, 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 access to our pi- private Discord channel. Mm. Like there's, there's a bunch of stuff, a yeah. bunch of benefits. If you like Star Trek and you like being gay about Star Trek and talking about it, fucking go to patreon.com slash BS. We've got a community that we have fostered that fucking rocks. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you, I mean, if you've been on our, our Discord, there's probably like 20 or 30 like very regular active people there who are posting on their daily. All of whom are fascinating people mm-hmm. with really unique, interesting points of view. We have all sorts of fucking amazing discussions about things like Star Trek and how it plays into race. Like, I've, I gotta say, like probably like 25% of our board is trans which mm. is fucking sick That's we've got awesome. a a huge trans representation um we've got a bipoc representation uh qtbi poc mm. uh we've got all kinds of stuff and uh it's it's just a real fun time so um also if you give us five dollars a month or more we mention your name on the podcast and say thank you to people just like dylan lance ian killia nick savard jordan hale david craning sites Cappies, D gursky Eric and South Slope, and Jormore. Mm. And additionally, if you give us ten dollars a month or more, you get access to my Plex server, the Media Dungeon. Uh which is uh if you've never used Plex before, it's a streaming service and with, uh, you know, media constantly being pulled from all these streaming services now, it's hard to guarantee you'll ever have access to a certain piece of media. Guess who can guarantee that? Hmm. The motherfucker right here. Say what? Yeah, you watch shit on my, on my shit. I do. I watch shit on my shit all the time. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's reliable. It's hefty. It's, uh, it works. I was
1: uh, Yeah, the, I saw uh, Bo is Afraid's on there. I was going yeah, yeah. yeah, wa- to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I started to watch it, and I was just like... It's like while I was uh, cat sitting for you here and I was just mm-hmm. like, uh I don't think I'm I don't I don't think I'm all totally here for that. So oh, I'm you watch should
0: have hit the weed at brother.
1: Should, <laughs> yeah. Well I was really tired, like I was just I think it was like almost midnight and I was just like, mm-hmm. I go to bed at nine o'clock, I'm a baby.
0: Oh yeah. We we love being a baby and getting to bed early. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> now it's like now in uh, Washington State it's like you go to sleep and the sun's still out, so yeah. It's fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, my, my whole body clock has been absolutely ruined coming back from Alaska. Maybe that's why I didn't get any fucking sleep. That could be it. Is, that's it, is, it, is it, it
1: having the 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 uh, sunlight all day?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's nothing like um, jet lag or anything like that. It's it's something more sinister.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> so ten dollars a month, uh, you get access to the media dungeon. Unfortunately, the media dungeon's full right now. Um, oh, we got we got 10 subscribers to it and that's what I was limiting my bandwidth at so I'm going to look into prices for further bandwidth and mm-hmm. if that's the case because you know we're making a good bit of money on this Patreon now because no, so, many, so many people have been so kind and generous with their money to pay us people such as Jonah Hearn Electric Baphomet Kyle Simmons, PJ Hale Shane Sawyer Gillian McCrary SFC Punk, King Penumbra, Roberto Molina, and Seven of Nine, mm. spelled like nine nine nine. Nine 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 seven nine. Seven of Nought. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so those people will have access to the Media Dungeon. You want access to the Media Dungeon? Uh, hit me up on a social media and say, hey, I'd like access to that. And you know what? I'll I'll go ahead. I'll take the plunge. I'll get even better internet. I've got some great internet right now, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I could always get better.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, indeed. Anyway, uh, what's, what's new with you there, there Pat? <sniffs>
1: Nothing.
0: How was, how was cat sitting for the last week and a half? It was good. Did yeah. Kat yeah. Yeah. behave herself?
1: Yeah, she's, I think she started to warm up to me a little.
0: Oh, nice. Did you did you sit on the couch or the bed a lot? Because that's yeah. where she'll warm up to you.
1: Uh, well, she just like glared at me when I made her food, and then she Baby. would like wait for me to move away from it, and then
0: she does that to me too. Yeah. So and, don't, don't worry about it. And
1: uh, the, the last day, yeah, I was making a bagel, Hell and yeah. uh, and she uh, she actually came up and started. Eating. I fed her first, mm. and she started eating while mm. i was making the bagel i'm like this is interesting usually you wait for me to be like far far away she
0: really likes bagels <laughs>
1: yeah oh she likes bagels oh, she really likes bagels mm. should have gave her a bagel
0: mm, don't give my cat a bagel <laughs> she will shit all over this floor
1: yeah. well, that, that explains saying she was like give me that motherfucking bagel
0: <laughs> she actually doesn't eat any human food whatsoever uh, she's she's a little princess like that
1: she l- like the treats, the greenies.
0: Yeah, she loves them treats. Yeah, that's like I- the only hard food she'll eat anymore.
1: Yeah, I put some on the floor before I left. And I was like, "Here you go." And she's like, D-d-d-d-d-d.
0: "Oh yeah, yeah." She'll she'll make a lot of meows and mm. like, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: She she's like like a like a fucking SoundCloud rapper.
1: Yeah,
0: I think that was a weird owl sound that last one. Uh, what's your favorite Weird Al cover? Or Amish parody, Paradise. Parody? Um, oh, that's a great one.
1: I actually, I've done it in karaoke before. I was actually thinking yeah. today about doing it in karaoke again.
0: It's a great Weird Al song. It
1: is. A, a awesome video, music video. I used to have, I had Bad Hair Day on VHS. Fuck yeah, Bad when, Hair uh, Day. And I just watched that video back and forth, back and forth. I didn't have a, I didn't have a, like when a, we were talking to Carlos Sisko, mm-hmm. like he was saying how, oh yeah, like, uh didn't have the antenna so he didn't have tv it's like yeah like I had antenna and I probably got like one tv channel
0: oh yeah I got I got like uh three local channels so we had NBC, CBS, ABC uh, and then we got Fox through UHF and I think a Canadian channel through UHF. Mm-hmm. And my parents would only really let us watch the Canadian channel.
1: Yeah, yeah that's, that's where the safe TV is.
0: It really was. Yeah. It's, it was some real weird nightmares. That's where I first saw like David the Gnome, which is like...
1: Oh yeah, David the Gnome.
0: It, it rocks, but it's like one of the darkest cartoons ever made. Yeah. Like it deals with death in like every other fucking episode. Yeah. It's fucking grim, man. <laughs> it's like, it's it's pretty much like uh, a prequel to like Warhammer 40k. <laughs> That's like this is the Emperor's origin story. Yeah, I have experienced so much death So I must have eternal life to prevent it
2: from ever happening. David
1: David the gnome has ascended to the golden throne (laughs) He needs a thousand sacrifices a day to survive
0: yeah we fucking love warhammer 40k i've never played warhammer 40k i just watched a really long video on it a few weeks ago my brother
1: just got second place in a tournament really
0: yeah uh matter
1: matt yeah nice yeah he uh shout out to matt shout out Uh, to
0: matty boy
2: (laughs) killing that
1: warhammer 40k it's actually funny he's kind of using this like uh these kind of like tree people type Mm -hmm. group and um um when he got when he got to the tournament
0: you mean you mean hippies
1: Oh uh, well, they're like tree. They're like spirit, elven spirits that are in trees or something.
0: Oh, okay. So more like the Ents um, uh, yes, in, in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And um, I guess like uh, when he packed up to uh, go to the tournament, he forgot one of his pieces. No. And the tournament people allowed him. He went and grabbed a branch. A little tiny branch. That rocks. Like a little tiny stick. Mm-hmm. And then they glued it to a base and he was able to use that. That's pretty sick. And, so. he, and Yeah, and then he got second place in the whole tournament. That rocks.
0: Yeah. I love improvised devices. Yeah, yeah. Like the one that killed Shinzo Abe. <laughs> <laughs> <What's> that, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, if you've been to at Soytrek on Twitter recently, you might notice the account has been suspended permanently. Yeah. Uh, If you want the backstory, it's because I said uh, perhaps killing Shinzo Abe with an improvised shotgun was cool as fuck.
1: And it was.
0: It was cool. He was a fascist. I think killing fascists is pretty cool, especially if they had a lot of material power and they did really bad things. And this guy is like, he's a fucking basically like a Holocaust denier, but for Japan.
1: And it it, it also demonstrates like where like... The population's anger needs to be directed because mm-hmm. in america we have the problem where like you know people are just going and killing each other mm-hmm. like they're they're killing children there's sh- like mass, we have tons of mass shootings mm-hmm. no, no one who is responsible for our problems are being affected by right. the mass shootings.
0: No, because they send someone else to go shop
1: for yep. them. and meanwhile, this one dude builds mm-hmm. a weird ass gun. Mm-hmm. With one bullet, he's changed the co- changed the course of an entire country.
0: He has, and also like, <laughs> he actually had a meaning behind it, because his yeah. mom got like, wrung dry mm-hmm. by a religion that, uh, that Shinzo Abe was like, you know, letting fucking, a cult, that yeah. the Shinzo Abe has let like Loose in the country and just mm-hmm. let operate however the fuck they want with like no regulation yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, the Moonies, right? Yeah, the Moonies. And so yeah, my
1: mom, um, she actually because you know Moonies are very like popular over here too, mm-hmm. and like in Florida, my mom almost joined the Moonies. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. it's funny because like when I was a kid, she would always like talk about how much she hated the Moonies, and apparently, um, she was basically being groomed by the cult. And, wild. And yeah, that's why I heard it. I heard this from my brother. Cause I haven't talked to her in so mm-hmm. long, but yeah, they're they're trying to induct her into um the cult. Yeah, because they, they all like to have their guns and stuff. And- oh
0: my God. Yeah, because, I mean, so half of the cult now, they split off since, like, the main guy died. Mm-hmm. And they are, like, two cults now. Uh, one of them is, like, I think centered in New York, and they have their own gun factory. Mm. Which I I feel like um, maybe any religious organization shouldn't be allowed to do that.
1: And it's funny because like that that was one thing they added to. I don't, I don't know if you watched the you know first season of American Gods. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I remember they introduced like it's not in the comic book, but they had introduced like Vulcan, mm-hmm. and he's like a god who runs a uh, runs his gun factory and he uses it as a way to sacrifice right, right. and and uses death as a way of of like of making sacrifices to his name and stay powerful. Right, right. So yeah. Kind, yeah. of, kind of like weird evil
0: yeah I liked American God season one yeah
1: it was good it, too yeah. bad that it went completely off the rails and fucking it sucked afterwards yeah, it
0: <laughs> first season great though
1: first was, season great uh, yeah it could have been could have had a lot of potential there I ended up having to go buy the an entire set because um, I uh I was like oh, I want to know how this ends because <laughs> I never read the book or the comic book so oh, I was yeah, like okay. oh I might as well just get it and yeah it's good
0: yeah I'd recommend the book as well yeah so uh what'd we watch this week
1: we watch what's the name of this episode bacon yes uh (laughs)
0: spock epics bacon
1: uh spock epic bacon
0: yes yeah um so strange new worlds season five sorry season five uh season two episode five charades um this one aired the 13th of july 2023 just yesterday the 15th episode of Strange New Worlds and the 888th episode released of Star Trek overall. This one was written by Catherine Lynn and Henry Alonzo Myers. You probably know Henry Alonzo Myers is a co-showrunner for Strange New Worlds along with Akiva Goldsman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lynn, uh, Catherine Lynn is the a writer and a script editor on this show and was formerly a uh, writer on uh, Lower decks, where she wrote the episode uh, "Wedge Douge," hmm. which is uh, she actually was nominated for a Nebula Award for, and is hmm. oftentimes heralded as the best episode of the entire series. Hell yeah, yeah! yeah. So good for her. Uh, she she wrote a funny script. Um, and then this one is directed by Jordan Canning, hmm. uh, who has directed twelve episodes of Schitt's Creek, as well as several of the new Fraggle Rock show, hmm. and just a bunch of TV in general.
1: I haven't I haven't actually watched any of um uh shit's creek
0: it's pretty good.
1: I, I hear it does have Chris Elliott, in it and I love Chris it. Elliott rocks. I love Chris Elliott. Yeah,
0: Chris Elliott's so fucking good in everything. Uh, yeah, he's one of my favorite like comedic actors. Oh and yeah, I feel like he's one of the most underrated comedic actors. Like to ever Eagleheart
1: be. has to be one of the funniest it's things. ever made. consistently
0: every episode is, like makes me laugh out loud yeah. consistently. <laughs> it's so fucking good.
1: I've I've ugly cry uh, ugly cried laughed to uh, to Eagleheart.
0: Yeah, that's that's a show that I like to show other people. Yes, because it's. It, It went way under everyone's radar, and it is really one of the funniest shows. It had such. It
1: had high production values too. Just Mm -hmm. like, just like they were able, they did a lot of weird shit. And third season goes very absurd. Hell yeah! It's just completely absurdist and bizarre, and so fucking funny. Hell
0: yeah! So you ready to dive right into charades?
1: Let's do it!
0: All right, the USS Enterprise is traveling at sub impulse speeds through the Vulcan system on a survey. Um, attempting to discover what became of the Kirkovian civilization that mysteriously vanished one day. Pike has elected to have the ship travel at sub-impulse speeds to take in the view, and take the scenic route. Nurse Chapel is taking that time to prepare for her two-month fellowship sponsored by the Vulcan Science Academy, which she uh, mentioned, I think, in a previous episode. Mm -hmm. It's like some medical anthropology thing or something. Yeah. So... Dr. Mbenga, Ahura, and Ortegas and Lawn respectively quiz Chapel on Corby's three principles of archaeological medicine. Uh, and this is whatever. Uh, Lawn won. Um, so uh, later that day, Chapel and Mbenga are in the turbo lift when they are joined by none other than Spock. Chapel looks over at him, but he remains staring straight ahead until they reach their destination spock has been taking advantage of the therapies suggested by mbenga to fully suppress his emotions um which has allowed him to carry on uh his duties but other interests such as cooking mm. he like a t- he like a cook He like a cook um he offers uh, him a pair of samples to smell but Spock explains that he is using a nasal suppressant, which most Vulcans do, saying the smell of humans is something one must quote get used to.
1: Imagine which, we probably smell like wet dogs to them.
0: Yeah, I wonder how like they're not hairless. So how do Vulcans smell? They gotta smell somewhat like people, like humans.
1: I imagine so. Yeah, but you know that means what's that? Sarek like a stank.
0: Oh, yeah. He like that stank. He like the
1: stank. Yeah, I do like how that does come up a lot in Enterprise. You know, pull is always just like... <laughs> just talk about the... Uh, like,
0: Wipe your
2: ass! <laughs> Wipe
1: your ass, for the love of God.
0: Like, for some reason, like, bidets got wiped out in the eugenics wars, <laughs> yeah, and, and, like, then- only Vulcan still has them.
1: Yeah, and, like... You- <sighs> Should we introduce bidets to the to the humans? I don't know. This technology is too far beyond them. I They're mean, still dedicated to using paper. Yeah,
0: we can't we can't give them the fucking cloaking device. We definitely can't give them the days. <laughs> Yeah. Um. So, Spock proceeds to a briefing with Lieutenant Kirk. Um. Mm. Fucking. George Kirk. Ger- George Kirk. George Sam, Sam Kirk. Sam, Sam, Sam George, George Sam Kirk. Sam George Kirk. George Sam. Sam George. Uh, who explains the mission to discover the fate of their Kirkovian civilization. Spock makes a point to clean up the dishes and crumbs left at the conference table. Um, Finally, he joins Ortegas, Ahura, La'on, and Una in the crew lounge, where the others share a joke that he considers fascinating rather than funny. Spock then goes to a communique with his fiancée to Pring, whom he tells uh, he has arranged to have a Vashal dinner, which is a ceremonial event uh, typical in Vulcan culture for mates and for family when they visit. Um, to parents are aware uh, that he does not speak to his father Sarek much anymore, but with Spock's Starfleet schedule so challenging, her mother to felt it would be best to do the ceremony. Tapril is still opposed to their union and T'Pring hopes this will alleviate tensions between them. Spock compliments her logical assessment and offers to help whoever he is able. Uh, Spock explains T'Pring's announcement um, saying that humans would call this a big deal. Pike offers to let someone else do the flyby but Spock assures him he can manage it and thinks any personal changes would be helpful. Sorry, personnel changes would be helpful. Uh, Pike explains that he now has a passenger with him. Spock's passenger turns out to be none other than Chapel. Mm, we Uh-oh. had some
1: sexual tensions with...
0: There's a lot of sexual tension in this episode, and I think it's actually done pretty well yeah. for for heterosexual sexual tension, mm-hmm. which I'm usually not a, the biggest fan of. <laughs> but uh, I, I thought... Um, you know, I, I thought that it was uh i don't know pretty much all the other heterosexual romances on the show so far have been underwhelming you know yeah. I, I think I mean, we
1: got like what pike and patel
0: pike and patel is fine but kind of i don't know not not often and kind of i don't know more more just a plot device
1: hey yeah, who else we got we got oh, i mean spock and Depring.
0: yeah spock and Depring. um we've got uh let's see um kirk and lawn which oh, was yeah. not great, yeah. I don't think. Um,
1: and really, that doesn't count, because he doesn't even... It right, happened to an he, alternate he universe. He did. He did. It <laughs> killed him. Yeah, Spoiler. it happened to an alternate universe, Kirk, anyway. So. Yeah.
0: But she's still, like, in love with him.
1: Yeah, she is.
0: And so that's going to be a plot point at some point, and that's not going to be very good, I don't think. Yeah,
1: because who knows? They're probably going to fold Kirk into the main cast eventually. God,
0: and I don't want his Jim Carrey ass in here. But
1: And, and also... Uh, my roommate she she pointed something out like I don't did you ever watch Vampire Diaries?
0: No, he was he was in there though.
1: Yeah, like yeah, she mentioned that I was just like, huh. Yeah. But yeah, I'd never seen Vampire Diaries, so I I wasn't even aware he had.
0: I'm I'm all for having vampires on Star Trek, but this guy does not strike me as a vampire.
1: No, he seems kind of he seems kind of corny. Yeah, he's he's a little. I mean, he's he, but he, I guess he was the corniest vampire in the world, maybe who knows? Yeah. Was he? did he play a vampire in the vampire diaries I'm I, don't, so. I, I don't care <laughs> <laughs>
0: so uh spock says it's good to see chapel uh, to which chapel points out they had seen each other in the turbo lift the other day spock apologizes if he had offended her as he has many duties on his mind before asking if she is here because of the impending fellowship Chappell confirms this, saying if they could find out what happened to the Kirkovians, it would unlock a treasure trove of medical data for her to discover. Spock recalls uh, ro- rumors of a robust um, system of medicine, more advanced than anything of the present, and tells her that the Vulcan Science Academy would be lucky to have someone of her distinction and experience. And of that booty!
1: Make that booty quake.
0: Hell yeah. She, she got a cute little butt. Yeah. While appreciating the compliment, uh, Chapel expresses the feeling that Spock has been avoiding her. After an awkward pause, the computer announces that they're in scanning range, and Spock immediately is like, I should go check that. The initial scans showed a substantial civilization left behind, and Spock believes the new energy reading will give some clue as to what happened to these people. The anomaly appears to be a stable vortex, a rupture in space-time. But the shuttle flies a little too close, and radiation from the vortex causes them to lose control of the shuttle. Spock quickly does something on the computer and exchange one last look between him and Chapel before the shuttle is pulled into the vortex. And they're dead.
1: And they died. The end. All right, uh, Pete.
0: What uh, would you think? What would you think of the episode?
1: Uh, you know, it was good. I would have liked, you know, I kind of liked the dedication to realism that, yeah, like, it would be very easy for some, for uh, main characters to die yeah. very suddenly mm-hmm. and uh, a, a bizarre space anomaly that just happens out of nowhere right yeah so I, I, I like that i like that
0: cool well hang dong and shocker
1: hang dong and shocker sorry, 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 sorry. i'm just kidding oh that's not
0: we can't end oh there.
1: well that's where i turned it off oh. so i don't know anything else that happens in this episode oh thought it was over with
0: i guess i get to tell you now
1: <laughs> oh damn it
0: um so spock regains consciousness in the s- sick bay with pike and benga and chapel looking over him they explain he was in a shuttle accident and spock says he feels strange uh chapel says she was unhurt but spock had been healed by something only that something did something to him turned him completely human say what And he immediately looks in his pants and he's like, oh, thank God, I'm still uncircumcised. (laughs) Um, But what is up with this enormous penis? Oh,
1: my Lord.
0: God, do all of you humans have one of
1: these? (laughs) Jesus
0: Christ.
1: There's only one prong, not three. (laughs) To prong. (laughs) To prong. Use it as a fork. (laughs) so put their barbs so yeah you can just like stick stick your dick in some salad and eat it
0: now you're talking baby (laughs)
1: that's what i like to hear that's what i like to hear
2: fun will now commence
0: (laughs) so um the shuttle had been floating dead in space Oh yeah, I forgot. Did I forget? Uh, he's completely human now. He is completely human. Yeah, uh, he has been turned completely human. He has the human ears, and that's really the only distinction that makes him look human. He's got messy weird. hair. That's true. He did get messier hair, and yeah, uh, they gave him messy hair. He also starts talking a little different.
1: Yeah, he's just, hes just like he's pretty much talking like um, his dialogue is being like there's Josh Wheaton inside of his brain. Yeah, they were just like, all right, we need to make him like like a, a white American male, and they just like, what do ma- white American males like like Josh Whedon, and then just like they do, they implanted I mean, a, a copy of his consciousness into Spock's brain.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's a certain type of American guy, the the American white guy that buys graphic t-shirts from Target specifically. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: sometimes ironic, sometimes just like symbology of things they like, like a Captain America or a Spider Man or something.
1: But yeah, and sometimes it's yeah like Doctor Who high fi Spider-Man for some reason. Oh,
0: yeah, or like uh, fucking like Darth Vader, like in the Doctor Who phone booth, like jerking off his lightsaber or something. (laughs) And it says, uh, yeah, blow the force or some bullshit Mm -hmm. like that.
1: Yeah. Those shirts are really funny. Super funny. (laughs) God, I should make those. I
0: should make Target shirts instead of the fucking bullshit gay-ass shit I do.
1: You should, yeah. We need Target shirts.
0: Everyone needs a Target shirt, baby. By the way, go to Soytrek.com, buy a shirt. Everything's back up. Go do it. So, uh, Una and Lawn go over to the shuttle to determine what happened. It had been found dead floating in space, and the logs indicated it had crashed, but something repaired it and deep cleaned it, which I was like, deep cleaned it? Yeah. That's courteous, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's very nice of them. Yeah, right? I mean, but, like, I also hate when people clean my shit, because I never know where shit is anymore, you that's know? That's true. I don't know. It could be backhanded. <laughs> Mixed blessing. Uh, on the bridge, uh, Uhura confirms that... Uh, the device which did this was alien in nature and speculates it may be some kind of calling card left for them with routing instructions for subspace and all. Pike asks if a uh, hurricane open a channel and she does and appears to be getting visuals back. She asks how the captain wants to proceed. Enthusiastic about a possible first contact, Pike asks for it to be put on screen. A shimmering ball of light appears on the screen identifying itself as Yellow and says it is of the Kirkov. Yellow explains that the shuttle collided with their transport tunnel as per Kirkovian law, damage had to be repaired in the event of an accident and remediation was thusly made and no further contact was necessary. Pike's they were like,
1: all Yellow. Yeah, right? Pike's <laughs> like, no
0: contact's necessary, but like, do you want maybe fuck? Mm-hmm and yellow's like yeah
1: well unfortunately he's just entered a um uh like a, a new relationship with patel so
0: yeah well i mean they you know they get to swing a little bit yeah yeah, yeah yeah i mean they are on different ships yeah so they're, it's they're on like, different ships off in space He's so gonna a, know so it's just like you know like he's gonna put that in his captain's log and
1: you know, we like. don't even know what yellow is working with it's basically in corporal yeah, like so. It's like doesn't even really count. He doesn't need to report that back to her.
0: Oh, definitely not. Like, <laughs> just like I feel like Beverly Crusher when she fucked the ghost. Like, you don't need to tell nobody. Yeah, you need to tell nobody No, that's that's between you and the ghost and a candle. Right? Also,
1: she should have never told anyone that uh, she was reading an erotic passage from her grandmother's journal.
0: That that was in poor taste. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, although you know, mm-hmm. kind of hot.
1: Kind of hot.
0: I don't know, would, yeah, you, I mean would you jerk off to your grandpa's diary?
1: I mean that's that is very prescient. Yeah, um just <laughs> why, like, why is it prescient? Because because now you look at like uh all the porn categories and it's like, step, step brother. Step like brother. stepbrother. Stepbrother
2: jerks off to grandpa's
1: journal. <laughs> stepbrother gra- jerks off to grandma's journal. <laughs> it was a particularly erotic chapter chapter.
2: <laughs> it was a recipe
1: for pot roast. <laughs> oh my god. Uh Cream of tartar? What the fuck? I don't even know what that does. <laughs> they don't even sell that anymore. What the hell?
0: So, uh, Pike tries to explain that <laughs> a that
1: juice pinch of pepper. <laughs> oh my god, this recipe's racist. <laughs> <laughs> never say that phrase
2: again, Platt. We're never. I appreciate it in the moment, but. Keep that one inside.
1: Keep that one in your back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just made it up. It's not a real term. Okay. <laughs> it was
0: It was brilliant, just so you know. But, like, also will get us canceled from many, many media that's platforms. True, that's true. Um, no, it won't. They, they don't give a fuck what you say on podcasts. They do not give no motherfucks. No. We will never be deplatformed. We could never. say some outlandish. We have said some outlandish shit, but, like... Yeah. Not nearly as bad as some of the right wing bullshit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, we advocate violence against people who need it.
1: Yeah, the uh, beginning of this podcast, <laughs>
0: perhaps. <laughs> so uh, Pike tries to explain that to, uh, the Kirkovians also repaired a member of the crew, to which Yellow replies that the two beings on the shuttle did not match, and one, Spock, had mixed instructions. Mm. They're like, wait, what? Are we he has a he has a penis and a pussy.
1: It's also pretty racist that they can't understand a mixed race person. It is
0: very strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, like nigh omniscient, like non corporeal beings, and they're like struggling with like, oh shit! But he's like human and s- something else, man.
1: Also, you have to wonder at this point in human history, like you have to imagine like most people, like, I mean, they could just be talking just, like, human DNA and stuff, but still, it's just, like, like, even, like, yeah, I you know, in that one episode of Enterprise when they encounter the time traveler it's like, this person has some, a bunch of undistinguishable DNA in them, and it's just, like, yeah, it's, like, that's what happens when you have, like, an entire like multi world federation of people that you can interact with. <laughs> right.
0: Especially if you raw dog and everything you come in contact with, exactly. like Riker. Dropping loads all over the galaxy. Riker's another Genghis Khan.
1: Oh he is. He's the he's the <laughs> Genghis Khan of
0: going out for space smokes. Yeah he is. He's like, Yeah girl, that was real. <laughs> hey you got any smokes? No? Um, cool. No. I'll be back.
1: Oh the store's right around the corner, right? I'll be right back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just on the nearest moon, yeah?
1: He'll come back. He'll come back.
0: Someday. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, Riker. After being informed uh, they're both alive, Uh, Yellow says simply that remediation was complete, and no thanks is required, and no further contact is necessary, and fucking hangs the phone up, which is a pretty sick move. Um, Ahura is unable to get them back. Spock muses that he may now be stuck in human form, and Mbenga assures him that it would only be temporary until they cured him. Pike asks how he feels, and Spock admits that he's feeling human. Angry, powerless, annoyed, and weirdly hungry. (laughs) Asking if that's a normal human thing. Mbenga says that uh, the hunger could affect one's mood. He also expresses gratitude for their help in a rather enthusiastic human manner. Uh, He's like, thank you! And it's kind of funny. Mm. Uh,
1: it is interesting, like they they they, they re- reference hunger as a feeling multiple times. So I'm like, yeah, but I feel that's not a emotional feeling. It's, a, it's not an uh, emotional it's a bi- feeling. But It's a biological feeling.
0: It is, but isn't aren't all emotions biological feelings? They're all just synapses. Yeah,
1: but it's not it's not thing nothing that's like specifically you have an emotional reaction to. It's something that that's like your body's telling you put food in me.
0: I, I feel like, I mean, people get hangry. I feel like perhaps there's something uh, in not eating that affects dopamine or serotonin. Mm. Okay. There's got to be. Because, yeah. like, yeah.
1: Cause I kept wondering about that. Because, is is like, the Vulcan, the Vulcans, like, refer, reference food a lot in this mm-hmm. episode. They do. And ju- and just, like, you know, hunger, uh, like, suppressing your hunger as a form of, like, self-discipline or something. They,
0: sh- they should have called this episode The Hunger Games.
1: <laughs> they should have called it... Um, they should have called it like an, an anorexia <laughs> or is that, Anna. I mean, Pro Pro Anna Pro Anna Pro Anna. Pro Anna. Uh, all the Vulcans are Pro Anna.
0: Yeah, I mean that's why they're so swelled. I
1: guess so. I mean, like they're all like they're looking at like eating as as something yeah, like looked was down only, upon.
0: Like one guy who's eating and shit.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. Only they yeah, had the one guy's like, well, it's not traditional, but yeah, I was like, well, let the man eat. Mm-hmm. The man's hungry.
0: So, Pike also points out the matter of his obligations on Vulcan and a look of what can only be described as horror goes over his face. It had completely slipped his mind during the recovery. He explains that T'Pring's mother hates him and wonders if he now smells more human. Pike tells him he has already spoken to to T'Pring and uh, to his family uh, about Spock um, and his accident, but hadn't revealed that he had become human. Spock panics, demanding to know what Pike told them. Pike tries to calm him, assuring him that they uh, had only told them that he was in an accident and was recovering. Mbenga adds that Chapel was working around the clock to reverse his condition, adding there's nothing technically wrong with him. Alright, shouldn't Umbenga be the one working around the clock? He's the fucking lead medical
1: guy. <laughs> it was funny, yeah. He, it seemed to be like, uh, like out, not really, like, uh serious to him or something that he should be immediately focused on. Yeah, I mean, he's I like, get, "Hey, Chapel, how you doing?"
0: I get that he's like or she's trying to like get this internship and uh she wants to like prove that she's good at like this medical anthropology shit, but obviously Mbenga's like way more trained than her.
1: Yeah, and it's also like okay, yeah, it's it's one thing to f- do this like uh medical anthropology type stuff like and your free time. As a, and, uh, yeah. And not, uh, but this is like a, a, like a medical emergency. Right. Like we, we, you don't know what could have changed with him. And I also was surprised that they didn't really like kind of <clears throat> quarantine him in a way because yeah. like he, he was, he was genetically altered. So who knows, like, could he be, is he really Spock?
0: It would be amazing yeah. if everyone on board just started regrowing their foreskin. <laughs> yeah. To like what's happening?
1: Yeah, hey, he could be like some sort of like genetic, genetic plant of some kind. Like, like could be a clone of Spock that they mm-hmm. implanted there, who was like, uh, like a, like a, like uh, a secret soldier type thing. Mm-hmm. And like, who knows? Like, it, it, he should have been, he should have been like quarantined until they really fleshed out what his problem was. Very true. Yeah, just saying. But you know, but then, but then we wouldn't have goofy hijinks. True. We we do love. Yeah, because like parts. really, we do like the kind of like the silly dinner with the parents. Yeah, <laughs> I did like that part. Quite yeah. A bit. Yeah. yeah, just like the you know, the silly dinner trope, or it's just like, well I've got to like do, I gotta hide my identity. It's like kind of like this from Mrs. Doubtfire.
0: You're not wrong. This is a <laughs> very <laughs> Miss Doubtfire episode.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. So Spock thinks it best to return to his duties and social obligations pike urges him to take it easy and get his sea legs under him i, I captain spock replies in a seafarer's fashion which was pretty funny uh leaving pike to wonder if he had made a mistake <laughs>
1: yeah i should have shot him yep i should
0: have <laughs> put that boy down
1: <laughs> he's like i i captain <laughs> yeah wouldn't it he's be like may- all, he's all sassy and
0: <laughs> he's like Oh, the tra- uh, an accident happened. Uh, they, they put them back together, but now, Spock, you're human and gay. Yeah.
1: Say goodbye, Spock. Goodbye, Spock.
0: <laughs> oh, that's not only illogical, that sucks.
1: <laughs> What's the definition of panther? Panther, no panther. I'm going swimming. <laughs> <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> So in a crew lounge, Spock
0: sits at a table with his shipmates as Ortegas tells a joke, and he joins in in the laughter. He then joins Pike in his quarters, taking in the smell of bacon as Captain Pike prepares bacon and eggs in his quarters. Um, And he, like, eats a lot of bacon. Yeah, this was the worst part of the episode. It by was far.
1: pretty bad. Like I, saw, like I was at the gym and like I was like looking at my phone. The Jim things. Kirk, the Jim Kirk. Okay. And someone posted the that that scene. I haven't watched the episode yet. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh no, is that from today's episode? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh god. It was a
0: little epic bacon.
1: It was very epic bacon. Like it was like very 2010 mm-hmm. uh, type type humor. Just like, oh my god, have you had bacon before? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, next, we're back to a briefing with Sam Kirk and uh, Spock, and he gets super fucking angry that he's not cleaning up his plates <laughs> immediately, and almost like flies into a rage, and they have to hold him back. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was that was uh, like it, it, like it just shows like he was have like him he was having like. Like such repressed rage at yeah. this, at this like very innocuous thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's great that like they make him human, and he's just a piece of shit human being. Yeah, <laughs> like he cannot fucking deal. The only thing that makes him a decent, tolerable th- being to be around is his half Vulcan DNA. Apparently, his human side is just dog shit.
1: <laughs> it, he loves to eat bacon, and he loves to flip out into rage. So and he loves to be
0: super horny. Milady, <laughs> Milady. He's, he's Reddit-pilled for sure. He
1: doesn't comb his hair.
0: Definitely not. No. Reddit-pilled as fuck.
1: Yeah, that, that was the big distinction I, like, I, I couldn't focus on. But yeah, his hair was just like, you know. Unkempt. Yeah, just like stylized messy. Hell yeah.
0: So, speaking later with Lawn, who thinks emotions are new to Spock, Spock explains that Vulcans have emotions, but they're stronger, so they have to learn to suppress them. La'on compares his situation to being a human teenager, calling it a delightful cocktail of anger, fear, sexual attraction, and hunger, which explains a lot about La'on if she thinks that's delightful. (laughs) Um, Adding that uh, teenagers are constantly snacking. Spock admits to constantly feeling hunger as well as sadness and frustration, and then looking at La'on to suddenly having strange feelings.
1: He horny. He horny horny.
0: Followed by embarrassment.
1: That would be funny, like they, I mean, they wouldn't wouldn't allow it on 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 like a TV. But mm. if he just got up and he was just like sporting a giant tent in his pants, oh hell yeah! And like he's just like, oh, I must leave. I made this awkward. And he <laughs> just has a boner. <laughs> or he just
0: stares down and is like, Is this something humans find acceptable?
1: <laughs> yeah. He, and he gets up and starts to walk away and he knocks over a water glass with it <laughs> <laughs> and he's like Whoa, oh I'm sorry uh! <laughs> and
0: he a, knocks over the plate of bacon he's
1: like you're not the bacon, bacon uh! and then like it's a, hits a rare vase With it. he's like oh no <laughs> that's my medical anthropology vase Spock <laughs> fuck you and then the, and the doors to the room open and he, and he walks right into Chapel's butt he's, he's like Whoa.
0: and Benga has to hypospray him
2: in the dick to get it down
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm,
2: Just, I'm telling you it's out of control it's out of
1: control <laughs> Takes the hypo spray and sucks all the cum out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this she- is not the first time she- I have <laughs> stuck something down a man's pee
0: hole <laughs> for business or pleasure. <laughs> um, so she awkwardly tells Spock, uh, "He just needed to work on his impulse control before making as a polite an exit as possible." I feel like they just need to like medicate him. Like, yeah. put him on a mood stabilizer, straight up.
1: Yeah, this is honestly why they should have quarantined him, because his, his, his behavior is very erratic.
0: Yeah, as someone who uh, is diagnosed with mood issues, mm-hmm. um, I take medication for it. And honestly, I think it makes me a lot more tolerable to be around. <laughs> um, maybe that's just me, but I just I just feel better on it. I feel like less of a dick, like, unintentionally or intentionally. Mm-hmm it's it's nice yeah.
1: yeah and it's just like and meanwhile Spock you know he he doesn't have his Vulcan training mm-hmm. to support to really deal with these emotions, and so all these are very new to him.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have his Vulcan training, so he wants to do a human train bang. You know, what yeah, I'm he wants uh, to
1: uh, he wants to eat bacon and fuck.
0: Yeah, or fuck bacon. He wants to fuck a pig now.
1: Yeah, and instead they're just like, you know what? We're you're going to keep your position mm-hmm. uh, on this ship right now. We oh, don't know. It, we don't that, know what the hell's going on. Is there. that
0: reverse cowgirl or missionary? What's
2: up? Uh,
1: <laughs> What's up? Damn it, Spock! You and your horny jokes now. <laughs> 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 like, just start a
2: goddamn Star Trek podcast. Damn
1: it. But yeah, they just like let him keep his position on the ship, and uh, you know, just like you know, just wing it. You know, he's, yeah. he's completely erratic and making inappropriate comments to staff. but it's fine.
3: Yeah,
0: he'd be horny on main.
1: He'd be horny on main. Uh, at work. Yeah,
0: I mean, but but we know that HR does not exist. HR does not exist in Starfleet. And yeah. And so this, this this would
1: be a complete nightmare. Like would. He, he would just be like re, like uh, re, um, re, uh put in quarters he'd just be yeah, like he
0: fucking tried to fight his subordinate for not cleaning up a plate. <laughs>
1: He did he almost killed a man yeah. and uh and then just, and then like sexually harassed uh, another subordinate and yeah. uh and then yeah and then just like knocking vases over with his boner yeah
0: yeah wait did that actually happen
1: no no, no. Shit. It's, it's head cannon
0: well uh, head cannon
1: all right <laughs>
3: yeah whoa yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chapel experiences some frustration of her own as she searches for a cure to Spock's condition. Mbenga enters asking if she had been there all night, and she replies that her protein sequences keep collapsing into goo. He's
1: like, yeah, that sucks. I got, a, I got a full night's rest because I do not give a fuck about this at <laughs> yeah. all. He's
0: like, oh, goo, what happened
2: to my sperm samples? <laughs> Um, the one that I sucked out of Spock's dick—the <laughs> <laughs> human one.
0: <laughs> um, so she wonders how the Kirkovians managed to do what they did and turn him human, and M'benga thinks it has something to do with there being interdimensional beings who do not experience space and time the way we do. Mm. Chapel blames herself, thinking if she had not been on the shuttle, the Kirkovians would not have done this. But Mbenga counters by saying if she hadn't been there, Spock might be dead, and she wouldn't be trying to save him at all.
1: Yeah, a lot of this reminded me of, like, um, you know, the Talusian episode, you know, with mm-hmm. Pike, you know, it's like when that girl that he falls in love with, like, the when the woman crash lands, like, they don't know anything about human physiology, so they right, put her right. back wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this kind of happens... With 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 a uh, Spock here, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. 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 Uh,
0: so Chapel knows Survival Guild is easy to spot on the outside, but is not fun on the inside. And Benga urges her to take a break and reminds her she was missing something important. Chapel realizes she has an interview for the Fellowship and rushes out.
1: Also, that you know, they compared Spock to Chapel uh-huh. when rebuilding him. Right. Why didn't they give him a pussy?
0: i who says they didn't
1: it's true
0: who says he didn't always have a pussy that's <laughs> true we don't know if I, I i i fucking spock's a lesbian i'm gonna come out and say it yeah spock's a lesbian
1: spock's a lesbian
0: spock is uh a mask appearing lesbian
1: <laughs> but like how but like what like they had no idea so it's just like their, their only comparison was chapel mm-hmm. so why didn't they make spock exactly like Chapel? Because they, they, they couldn't I'm, really attribute...
0: I'm saying, what says they didn't?
1: That's true. We
0: didn't get the boner knocking over <laughs> things seen.
1: Exactly. That That's that's in our head canon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, but yeah, because I was just wondering, because, like, they could attribute, like, a dick to just being a Vulcan trait.
0: That's true. Yeah. I hope it is in the future. <laughs> I hope all the penises fall off. It would save everyone a lot of trouble. That
1: would be nice. It would. <laughs> I wouldn't have
0: to worry about washing it or nothing.
1: No. No yeah
0: there wouldn't be any weird religions who cut part of it off and stuff yee
1: yikes that's right if you're part of a
0: religion that cuts off penises your religion's weird
1: don't want to have the compulsion to put it in a big old thing of pudding
0: oh that's my religion <laughs> tapioca chocolate tapioca baby.
1: yeah i like the one with the Nilla wafers the banana with the Nilla wafers
0: oh yeah i like to uh you I, ever, like a
1: little, I like a little like texture there you
0: ever you ever done you with dirt and worms
1: dirt
0: and worms cups
2: stick a ding dong right in got them oreo crumbles and oh chocolate pudding. Uh, yeah i will tell you what they will tell you to leave that tgi fridays <laughs> they would not be happy
1: about it. Oh, just because you stick your dick in one uh, Worms and Dirt, you get banned from all TGI Fridays. Yeah, okay. I,
0: I see how it is. Yeah, uh, thank God it's not Friday. Am I right, people? <laughs> yeah.
1: Got him. God, I wish it was Thursday because maybe I could stick my dick in some uh, some Worms and Dirt.
0: Yeah, or maybe Tuesday so I could go to Ruby Tuesdays and oh. stick my dick in one of their Extra Big Bacon Burgers. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe a milkshake.
1: Maybe a milkshake. But Put your bowels in the milkshake. Oh,
0: yeah. Put my bowels in it. <laughs> so, um, Chappell's hopes are soon dashed. However, Durek, the professor from the Academy, makes it clear he's not impressed with the essay that she submitted. As it was not a word-for-word resuscita- uh, recitation of the principles and that most applicants would need to memorize a year's worth of material to even be considered for his seminar. Chapel explains she had not wanted to repeat everything word for word and thought that her field work would be considered given she had made several discoveries. Star Trek discoveries. Oh. What's going on over there? Sorry, I put back, something by accident. It's all good. Uh, so Durek curtly acknowledges this and replies that he will speak to her as need be before cutting off the channel. As she leaves to return to sickbay, Chapel encounters Spock at the corridor, calling her Christine rather than Nurse Chapel. Uh oh. Uh oh. That's a little formal.
1: A little too formal now.
0: Yeah. Uh, and she and sees that she is upset about the internship. He asks if it was uh, able to the fellowship, um, and she says she doesn't wish to speak about it. Spock remarks on how Vulcans could be such jerks, and to her surprise, he hugs her, saying that she looked like she needed it, and asks if she had misread the moment. Chappell assures him he had not, but finds it was not a typical response for him to give. Just Again, then, it's
1: also an uh, appropriate contact with a subordinate. It definitely is.
0: Uh, yeah, he's definitely her boss. That's not good. Yeah. Just then, Pike calls Spock to the transporter room immediately when spock asks if it's an emergency the captain replies it depended on one's definition of emergency and guess who's there amanda grayson it's spock's mama, mama. Was she, amanda
1: she, Huggin'kiss. kiss
0: yes she'd be looking good
1: yeah she yeah she looking. was in uh not another teen movie oh was she yeah she, she was the uh horny sister
0: nice she's a yeah. horny milf now
1: yeah she is a horny milf i appreciate that thank you
0: to mm-hmm. thank you to our milfs uh yeah. they you are more uh, you're braver uh to us than the united states marines
1: this one's for the milfs
0: hell yeah so um spock's mother's there and the look on spock's face makes it clear that this does not fit that definition of emergency Pike gives Pellia's records to Amanda, saying that she was away dealing with the ship's dilithium shortage. And uh, it had, I think, uh, established in a previous episode that Amanda knew fucking Pellia
1: mm-hmm. from yeah, they were somewhere on Earth.
0: So Amanda thinks that, knowing Pellia, she was probably procuring some weird antiques as well, and Pike muses that she had been very enthusiastic about purchasing dilithium which I'm sure they're I'm, I'm pretty sure that's expo- I'm pretty sure that's like a Chekhov's gun they're probably gonna do a Pelia episode I think yeah. where she's getting the dil- dilithium and if they kill her off I will come down there and kill something off
1: I uh, yeah I mean, you know, we have to imagine. I'm wondering if that's going to be a theme with every season. They're just going to kill the engineer.
0: It's just the the drummer for Spinal Tap. Yeah. It's just yeah. At the end of every season, they just fucking blow up. Yeah, they
1: just blow up, yeah. That
0: would actually be funny, but it would not be something I narratively like.
1: <laughs> yeah. She gets a piano dropped on her.
0: <laughs> she runs into a wall painted like a fucking road. Yeah. Fucking...
1: Yeah. She gets shrunk down to the size of a toddler and hits a hits a uh, um, a coffee table edge. Yes.
0: <laughs> he gets mauled by a pit bull. He
1: gets mauled by a pit bull.
3: <laughs> hey, it's me,
1: Billy. I'm a, I'm a toddler size. <laughs> like, Who brought a pit bull on the show? <laughs> pit bulls have been exterminated. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there still pit bulls in the future?
0: Uh, I'd like to imagine Khan brought him back.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> I, they will eat the world's babies, <laughs> all the babies who aren't super powerful.
0: Hell yeah, that's the way to go. <laughs> so Spock enters wearing a beanie to hide his ears and eyebrows, or lack thereof. Blah. When uh, Amanda asks about this, Spock says it is regulation, and Pike plays along, saying he has one just like it. Amanda tells him to Pring's family is unhappy and that he had already postponed the Valshar uh, ceremony and dinner several times due to Spock's Starfleet schedule, and she urges him that they had to do it now. Spock l- tries to demur, saying they are quite busy, and Pike again tries to play along. Amanda's not buying it. Uh, Pike admits that... Uh, is technically um, true that uh, he was on half duty rotation to allow some rest, and I think uh, the, I think the joke there is like half duty, like he's mm. no, he's no longer half Vulcan. Mm. I think. So, T'Pring and her family have agreed to have dinner aboard the Enterprise the following evening in lieu of having it down on Vulcan. What wonderful news, Spock says, although he is not happy. No. No, his boner goes. Uh, one of these guys. Hell yeah. Um, Amanda notices Spock acting strangely, and he calls it muscle spasms from the accident. But you, you know, you know it's that penis. Mm-hmm. You know it's that blue chew that fucking Mbenga has him on. That's why his uniform's blue. He's a blue
1: chew. <laughs> that, that would be funny if he just gets another boner. <laughs> like <the next laughs> while looking at his mom, he's like, I don't know what to do with this. I
2: I watched this human pornography where it's always <laughs> it's always the mom. It's
1: always the mom. Why is it
2: always the mom?
1: <laughs> a, but wait, the stepmom. Oh, he must use logic. It's the stepmom. It's the stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: so uh Amanda tries to go on about the three Vashal rituals and noting that with Tupring's known opposition or sorry T'pril's known opposition there was no margin for error if they postponed it again the wedding might in fact be called off. Spock finally snaps saying he had been in an accident and was in no state to have the dinner whatsoever. Amanda notices something's very wrong and tells him to take off the hat and he rips it off showing that he appears completely human. His only reaction is, hi, mom. (laughs) Um, Amanda discusses the situation with Pike while Spock snacks on the fruit bowl on the other side of the room. Pike assures uh, Amanda his people were working on a way to reverse Spock's condition, but there would be no guarantee that they could do it before dinner. Spock again urges them to postpone, saying the rituals have to go perfectly, and clearly he's not Vulcan enough to pull that off. Um, but Amanda warns the tensions have arisen, and Tapril's reluctance to go forward with the union was because of her being human. Mm. Tapring's father, Savet, um, had agreed to the betrothal because he wished to connect with Sarek's family, and he's a chill motherfucker in general.
1: You do be. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, which i don't love them making the, the the wife all bad and all the guys kind of good
1: yeah the, like i thought the dad was very goofy for being a vulcan
0: he was he was a little um bumbling. he's like oh
1: i love he i was, love traditional whatever this is yeah he was bumbling he was a yeah. bumbling goof yep
0: um So, T'pring's father, Savet, had agreed on the betrothal because he wanted to connect with Sarek's family, but T'pring is proud and not fond of humans, and is looking for any excuse to block the marriage. Pike wonders how the engagement might be affected by Spock's condition, and Amanda explains the complexity of Vulcan engagements. If the agreement's broken, the union would not be valid under Vulcan law, and T'pring's family would disown her if she chooses to remain with Spock, which would be of great shame to her and her family. Spock asks for the actual options, wondering how uh, he could pretend to be Vulcan if he didn't even fool his own mom. Amanda reminds him that a mother would always know. And Spock also is not a practiced liar. She says she is going to do what she would have done a long time ago. Teach Spock about his human side and teach him how to lie. With Captain <laughs> Pike's help, of course. Which is why you won't roping him in. He's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, Pike asks if he had a choice in the matter, and Amanda matter-of-factly replies, "No." <laughs> so, uh, Mbenga now comes up, and he has a set of prosthetic ears for Spock. Which, honestly, they've done it. Well, I guess that's like later in like DS Nine and stuff. They can change people's ears and stuff with the transporter. and
1: shit. Yeah, I mean they did it in the first episode of this season of this of this series
0: oh yeah 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 wild okay yeah that's a good point
1: but i'm guessing like maybe there's still some sort of like because they don't know what the hell the 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 kalar did to them or right the right. kalar whatever they are yeah. um did to them so uh maybe they're worried of using but I mean, if, 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 if really all it takes is like some pointed ears, you know. Oh, yeah. So and It is funny that's what Mbing has been working on and not helping Chapel.
0: <laughs> so Amanda goes over the first Valshal ritual with Vulcan tea, using a blend of traditional uh, leaves to, to Pring's family. When Spock thinks it doesn't seem so hard, she reminds him of handling the Vulcan teapot, which was scalding hot to human hands, whereas a Vulcan would feel nothing. Amanda, however, lifts the pot without difficulty, saying as a human living on Vulcan, she had learned to suppress her pain. Or maybe she likes it a little (laughs) bit. I like like it get spanked, Spock. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) I know what you you mean. I know, I know, I
0: know.
1: know. He's like, he's seen the videos. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uhura, with the aid of lawn, Una and Ortegas, tries to retain Spock in speaking like a Vulcan, uh, retrain Spock in speaking like a Vulcan, flat and without emotion. And this scene was really silly, but I thought it was super well done, to be honest. Mm -hmm. They all did, like, really good Vulcan impressions. I had a good laugh at it. Mm -hmm. It was pretty fun. Yeah. yeah,
1: this, I, this is sort of, is sort of like a fun little makeover sequence. Mm-hmm. Like they're having a makeover, makeover.
0: And generally, I really like the pairing of Ahura Ortegas and Una together. Yeah, they're I fun. feel like they're all really fun and nice. Not not sold on on still. Yeah, she's too angry, <laughs> too angry.
1: Yeah, even even when she's just in the background, just like having a passive face, she's just mm-hmm. like,
0: <laughs> yeah, she she just so angry and like. I'm I'm pretty chill. I can't I can't deal with that, mm-hmm. especially when you're a fucking the cop on board. It's She's true. The, like the head security officer, and we know a cab applies to head security officers. It, 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 it do
1: it do. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. Like fucking Tuvok. Uh, of a applies to Tuvok. Applies to Odo. Worf. Worf definitely applies to Worf. Worf's such a fucking cop mm-hmm. for a while, but he's one of the good ones because he quits. <laughs> yeah. Like there's very few chief securities in in Star Trek that aren't cops. Mm. So, it sucks. It do suck. I mean, some of them are great characters, but they're still cops, baby. Mm-hmm. So, um, the ladies have a little bit of fun with uh, Spock using their impressions of his voice with Ortegas, adding how he could move his eyebrow without moving any other of the muscles in his face. Uh, when Spock asks if he really sounds like that, they all say at once that he does. Next is the ritual of awareness, in which the young couple is made aware of all of their faults and flaws. While the timer counts down, Depring's parents will tell him of all the things they think he's doing wrong. It's the airing of grievances from, from Festivus, honestly.
1: Oh, yeah, they should have They should have done the feats of strength. Yeah, well, I right. guess they technically the teapot is.
0: It kind of is, yeah. yeah. Like, this is very much a Festivus ritual. Damn. It's a Festivus for the rest of us. It is. So... Um, T'bring's parents will tell him all the things they are doing wrong when the timer counts down, like asking him how they plan to spend a future together when he is away for months at a time in Starfleet. Spock incredulously asks if they were going there already, but Ortegas points out she hadn't even started yet, earning a sheepish apology from Spock. The last ritual would involve a mind meld, but that is something that Spock cannot fake. Amanda realizes their ruse was not going to work once they reach that stage. Spock hopes that Mbenga and Chapel find a cure before then. They should really just postpone this.
1: Yeah, like, come on. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely yeah, just being like, oh, I gotta impress the bosses. What, uh, the 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 boss and yeah. to get the boss's daughter type type thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little a little bit forced, like tension, I guess. But yeah, it's
1: like a threes company plot.
0: You're not wrong, actually.
2: <laughs> well, well, hey there. I heard you three having sex from my window, and I was wondering if I could come by and maybe stick my dick in one of your holes.
1: Uh-oh, uh oh, uh, Jack. We gotta, sh- we gotta show Mister Furley that you're that uh that you're gay. So you gotta pretend you're gay and uh and uh, make sure. You, uh, but don't get a boner around uh, around me or Janet.
3: Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I'm getting
2: a boner
1: in front of Mister Furley.
2: Well, gee there, Jack. I think I'd like to maybe <laughs> stick my mouth on that and have a little suckledy deal. Oh, also, you're
1: gay, huh? Oh, well, well, me too. I, I, you know. I'll show you why I call. they call me the apple dumpling
2: guy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ever see a man's
0: asshole in shot
1: out? Do you think anyone understands these references? Does anyone, has anyone watched Three's Company or Apple Dumpling Gang?
0: Uh, let me uh, ask you a question. Come on, knock on my door. <laughs> we'll be waiting for you.
1: <laughs> we're gonna suck miss as dick. Three's Company,
2: too. <laughs> um,
3: no.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> no we're, the, we're the oldest ones listening to
1: this.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, so, watch Three's Company, people. Watch Three's Company. It's uh, fine.
1: Yeah, just a, a, a horny, fine. horny pretty horny for its time yeah
0: it's like if La- laverne and Shirley weren't quite as funny yes <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs>
1: um
0: chapel however is having no luck reversing spock's condition all the genetic models used to uh make the vulcan genome to replace the replicated human genome are not working worse the models are showing histone unspooling which is some pretty fun techno babble there.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and they only have 24 hours before Spock's cells lose all genetic plasticity. <laughs> and if they do not change Spock back in that time, he would be stuck as a human forever. Okay, come on. Uh, and Benga, like, they're dealing with, like, non corporeal, nigh omniscient beings here. Like, basically cues. Yeah. And they don't know what their powers are, but they're absolutely sure he's going to be stuck like that? All right. Mbenga suggests looking outside of the Federation standard medicine and suggests some experimental treatments he picked up from Trenar. Uh, He's like, have you ever heard of Tadendaphil or (laughs) sedalophil? I swear they're medical cures. Um, So, Chapel has already been through Mbenga's experimental files uh, of porn and they are of no help. And she's (laughs) like, she looks at him differently now.
1: Yes, she's just like like, I can't I can't unsee that.
0: Why are they all twinky blondes with blue eyes, Mbenga? <laughs> Why do they
2: all look like me, Mbenga?
1: Why are they all from Australia, Mbenga? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, Benga could be from Australia maybe. Did it ever say where he's from? No, I don't think so. because oh, 'cause he's got like real dark skin. He could pass as Aboriginal well, for sure. I don't know. I do wonder where he's from now. Mm. I feel like they've given an origin to most everybody else
1: yeah we need more we need more uh just fun background episodes on people
0: yeah i totally agree and i really like him benga um i didn't yeah. love his background episode but i think they could do a lot with the character and babs whatever his name is he's mm-hmm. a fantastic actor i he really is. enjoy him in like every scene he's in yeah he's good um god i want him to shave the beard though he'd be so hot without a beard <laughs> um so chapel has already been through Bengo's experimental files and they're of no help they could not reverse his condition but they knew someone who could because they already had the Kirkovians. What's up? Back to them,
1: Jack Kavorkians. This is Jack. Kev-
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I guess it'll fix all your problems. Yes. Um, R.I.P. to a real one. Oh, yeah. Let's be honest. We love Jack Kavorkian. Yeah. So Mbenga wonders how she would be able to convince them. Uh, I can be very persuasive. Chapel replies as she rushes, rushes out. Think she's gonna offer up that pussy?
2: Oh she be. Oh she be
0: yeah yeah um yeah she's like hey kirkovians you want to <laughs> stick a k- k- cork in it
2: does that, <laughs> does
1: that you work want, you want to put a cork in it
0: <laughs> you want
2: yeah cork my wine bottle you know what i mean
3: <laughs> uh,
0: so Cha- uh, chapel approaches Ortega and hurrah in the crew lounge with her proposal to fly close to the anomaly and make contact with the kirkovians Uhura thinks it's possible, even though the Kirkovian data chip was not functioning now. Getting close enough to the anomaly might allow its ambient energy to activate it. Ortegas is not so enthusiastic, considering the last shuttle to go near, the anomaly crashed. But Chapel's animate. They gotta save Spock. So Spock anxiously waits with Amanda in the transporter room. Uh, he is sure that T'Pring will arrive first, and he will escort her to Pike's quarters and explain the situation while Amanda would delay T'Prill and Savette to buy him time. Amanda takes her son's hand and assures him it will all be well. Spock, reassured, gives the order to energize. As he begins to greet his betrothed uh, formally, T'Pring interrupts by saying... That she has spent the past two days with her mother and could not stomach further formalities, which isn't very Vulcan of her, but okay. No. She notes he looks strange, saying it was not a good time for him to change his hairstyle. And he's like, oh, shoot, you don't want to see my pubes then. <laughs> uh, Amanda, that's part of the ritual. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the shaving of the pubes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my favorite part of. Uh, well, I forgot what the name of the, the fucking ritual is. Who knows? Yeah. Uh,
1: the the meet the meet the parents. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: You're, you know what? This is an episode. This is a meet the parents movie. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that.
1: I have nipples, Spock. Can you milk me? It's only logical. <laughs>
0: so um, Amanda asks if Tapril was being her usual self, and Tapring replies she is, and that is in fact challenging. Amanda offers to handle the greeting of her parents, allowing Tupring and Spock time to themselves to discuss things. Spock says he had something he needed to discuss before the ritual pertaining to her mother. Tupring is not uh, enthused by the idea, saying that Tuprill already took up a great deal of space in her mind, and that they had debated that morning for three hours over her outfit. Uh, and her outfit looks fine. Yeah. yeah. Um... So Spock, trying to play the role, simply calls it fascinating, and T'Pring concedes that it might be in a way that would be fascinating that some species ate their young. Spock loses control and nearly starts laughing before covering it up with a cough, saying he had started choking. And this was actually kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, Ethan Peck, pretty good acting on this episode, I think. Uh, T'Pring urges him to be careful, as T'Prill was looking for any excuse to call off the engagement. When she asks what he had to say, he simply replies that he would help in any way that he could. So, we're back with Pike, and he has prepared his quarters for the dinner and some food. Uh, Spock and T'Pring are the first to arrive, and Tapril arrives not long after with Amanda and her husband, Savet, behind her. A look of disdain on her face. She looks well, pissed. She, <laughs> she does not look like a happy
1: person. She angry.
0: Yeah, she, she, got, she got hangry. She needs to eat something. She needs a schnicker. Um, so, Savette considers the quarters comfortable for the occasion, while Tapril dismisses them as merely adequate with a certain odor to them. Um, and then Savette agrees with that. Uh, Spock then explains his injuries and the accident as being some extensive nerve damage that cinched his eyebrows, which all present examine while he tries not to squirm. He also adds that to, uh, Pike has worked to prepare traditional Vulcan meals, and Pike presents his... Tre-mel for, uh, trev- trevmel for them? Trevmel. Mm. Tevmel. Tevmel.
1: A Trevmel sauce.
0: Trezeme, uh, Trezeme, mm. ooh la la. <laughs> appears to enjoy it, but Tapril is immediately judgmental, noting how there's too much of a twist to it and the halak's not fresh, and it appears to be salted. Pike explains he used salt as a preservative as the starship ran hotter than a Vulcan kitchen, which I find almost hard to to believe. Like, Vulcan's like a a fucking volcano desert planet. Yeah. Um,
1: They like everything hot. Yeah,
0: they like it real hot, except their body temperature, Mm. because they like to fuck dead people. (laughs) Um, So Savet simply says uh, he may not have to practice further. So notes the late hour and urges them to begin the ceremony. Uh, Pike, trying to delay, adds that there is no more food to serve. While Savette seems... Oh, sorry, there is far more food to serve. While Savette seems enthused by this idea, a look from Tapril leads him to backtrack, and Pring adds, she is not hungry. Uh, so Savette is very, uh, what we would have called in a different decade, a p- p- pussy whipped. Yes. Like, this, this guy needs some... That's what he, showed, he was
1: showing a lot of emotion, I thought.
0: He was. He was not being a very good Vulcan. No. Um, but maybe, like, some Vulcan men are just doofuses.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that's some also some sort of commentary just like, you know, they're holding Spock to this really high standard and um, meanwhile, he's just like going gaga over true, like little true. treats. He's like, mm-hmm. "Ooh, treats."
0: Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh all tasty. <laughs> uh, aboard the shuttle of her is unable to get a signal through the rift uh, due to her gravimetric interference. Chapel asks if it's possible to get closer. Ortega sarcastically gives her option uh, opinion of fi- flying closer to the anomaly that nearly killed Spock and Chapel, but the look on Chapel's face ultimately convinces her to go, which is probably not wise. Uh, as they approach, Uhura sees the problem: a distortion field around the rift was preventing signals from getting through. She suggests wedging the shuttle through the door to get the signal through. Ortega shoots down the idea, saying the Gravitational shearing would tear them apart. So she points out that, um, it's probably safe to bet. Uh, sorry, Ahura points out that it's probably safe to bet that the rift is a transport tunnel and empty. Ortega's points out probably was a lot to bet on, uh, and uh, Chapel is determined to go through it uh, to help Spock, but says the others. Do not have to risk themselves. Ortega suggests contacting the ship, but the interference blocks comms for a light year out and they cannot get through to the Enterprise. Ortega notes how it seems she would be the only one voting against this crazy maneuver, and that doesn't sound like her. Uh, which is, I don't know, a little too a little too meta for me, I think. Mm-hmm. Not a not a huge fan of that line. But Ortegas brings the shuttle along the surface and then up and into the rift. They plug in that rift, baby. <laughs> Aboard the Enterprise, Spock approaches the teapot for the first ritual, and he does it pretty well. Uh, T'Pril says it's acceptable, and T'Pring takes Spock's hand, still burned from the teapot, and whispers her approval. They go back to Chapel Ortegas and Ahura, who find themselves removed from the shuttle inside the rift. Uh, uh, sorry, Ahura and Ortegas wonder if they're dead, um... And uh, her guess guesses they are in interdimensional space. Chapel calls out to anyone who might be listening, and a Krakowian materializes behind them, greeting them as the same voice as before, but says its name is Blue. We discuss am reme- blue dee da da
1: do blue da da dee da do it's douba dee die uh, dee die. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um Listen up, <laughs> here's a story about a little man who lives in the blue world and all day <laughs> and all night and everybody you're around- down Okay, uh, they discuss the remediation <laughs> of the shuttlecraft. The blue says that no complaint was made, but Chapel steps up to say Spock was remediated wrong. And he needs his foreskin back. Mm-hmm. And uh, Blue is like, we No, want- we want the foreskin.
2: Give me back my foreskin!
0: No, it's ours!
2: <laughs> we don't have bodies! We need the foreskin to power our civilization.
1: No, you don't. You're just wearing it as an earring. <laughs> like- yeah,
0: but it looks pretty cool, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, so Chapel asks to speak to Yellow, but Blue departs. Ahura asks what happened now, and Chapel says that they will have to wait. Back with Spock, the ritual of awareness begins aboard the Enterprise. Amanda says that T'Pring could visit more often and she could express more self-confidence. T'Prill does not consider it satisfactory. Um, Amanda knows T'Pring is aware of her feelings and did not wish to be needlessly cruel, but T'Prill considers Amanda's human instincts negate the purpose of the ritual and calls Amanda too timid. Damn, girl. You are being a not not cool you not
1: suck
3: yeah
0: right so now it is to Prill's turn to take the heat um not only does she bring up the fact that spock was away uh or sorry um it's Depril's turn to give the heat uh she brings up that spock was away for months at starfleet and considers it abandonment of her daughters they're not even married shut the fuck up i know uh, she also considers that Sarek is correct in shunning him calling him a disgrace to his family and to all vulcan for choosing starfleet over his people yeah bring up the dad issues that's fucked up mm. man come on spock stares at her in silence ready to kill Uh, he excuses himself saying he must go to the bathroom and using his solitude lets out feelings of rage and does some air karate and screams into a pillow (laughs) Um, he then calls Mbenga and sickbay asking for progress on the cure Mbenga explains they had hit a roadblock as Chapel had gone out to contact the Krakovians. Spock is horrified but Mbenga reminds him how Chapel could not be deterred when she set her mind to something Uh, he wordly asks where she was now so, in the Krakowian space, Chapel paces before Yellow arrives. Chapel tries to explain about the situation, but Yellow responds with the same reply about remediation being made and no further contact being required. Chapel tells Yellow that a mistake was made. Uh Yellow answers about how complaints outside the response period are irregular, and asks of her relationship to Spock. Chapel answers answers that they are friends. Yellow says that friends are not allowed complaints outside of the response period because they do not have sufficient connection uh to the being in question. Which is like a weird judgment for them to make, right? Meaning mm-hmm. that they don't really know the civilization.
1: Also, yeah, it's just like they're like they're making like their culture is similar to ours in a way (laughs) i guess yeah it's just like well you're making lots of assumptions about like alien species and alien alien relationships very
0: true yeah it is um it's it's weird that they're like non-corporeal beings which would assume that they have like ascended to a new plane of consciousness Mm -hmm. and like no more
1: and 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 yeah, a new plane of consciousness and, and explored other avenues of relationships. Right. Yeah.
0: But
2: instead, they're like, a friend. Is that like a partner? I'm poly, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Want to join well, our poly queue wh- What are you What are you looking for out of a relationship and stuff? You know? <laughs> do you Do you like
1: steampunk? Do you like steampunk? Do you uh, Do you like being? Uh, been in a house with 15 other people.
2: (laughs) Do you like it when your sex
0: just smells like body odor? (laughs) Have I got a system for you. Uh, Warring with her feelings, Chapel explains that Spock is her friend, but there were times where she wished they had more connection. When the Kirkovians changed him, they made him into something Someone more approachable, easier to talk to, and someone who could understand her feelings better. But at the same time, they took away a part of him that she was also connected to—the cold, distant asshole. She pleads with Yellow to make him again what he was: cold and distant, and kind <laughs> of an asshole.
1: And the Kevorkian's heart grew three times that other side, <laughs> side that day. So it's like, yeah, just like it's just like appealing to like this these creatures' emotional center. It's just like.
0: Which I, I figure, you know, enlightened, like, ascended beings would have a lot of understanding of emotions.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I, I also think, like, they would also be more like, no, you don't get it, like, you you uh, you removed, like, <laughs> his genetic material. And, yeah. Like, you removed actually vital ma- genetic material from him, like, oh, sorry.
2: You mean we gotta put the comeback in
3: his balls? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Open up the pee hole. So back on the Enterprise, Spock emerges and Depring tells him it's time for the mind mouth ritual. He looks distinctly uneasy and DePring notices. Pike interjects, uh, electing to add a human tradition to deepen the ceremony, a game of charades, which is where the episode title comes from. Mm -hmm. Uh, Didn't love this. It was fine. It it was just like, are they really still playing that shit in the future?
1: Yeah, like... It did seem kind of silly, yeah. but it's just like, yeah, like just Pike doing the silly boy stuff to to buy time. Right,
0: and he's charming enough that he can just barely pull it off, but still, didn't love the writing there. Yeah. So uh, Spock asks Pike to explain the rules just as Chapel enters with a hypospray of his vitamins. He explains it to be another part of his treatment. Uh, Chapel takes him again into the bathroom to administer the treatment, and he pulls down his pants. And she says...
1: It's an oral suppository. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he's like, uh,
1: that's okay. Just you put can, it in there. You can put it in any mouth I have. <laughs> put it in my ass mouth. <laughs> Did your butthole just open? <laughs> Spocky, uh, gotta stop farting the forces forcing the pill out. <laughs> <laughs> that's the
0: third fill you shit out today Spock (laughs) you're never going to be cured so uh, Spock changes immediately Uh, he tells her he's glad to see her and was worried about her she asks him why he moved the shields to save her in the shuttle earlier and he calls it the logical choice as he had a higher survival expectancy as a Vulcan but Chapel isn't buying it he tells her he has many feelings and that it's confusing and she admits It was for her as well but he can speak further on his feelings chapel gives him the injection and tells him to return to dinner as he had people waiting for him as she leaves she visibly struggles to keep her feelings together which honestly just bush did a great job in this episode of conveying emotion um so Spock concludes the mind meld with his mother successfully saying his memory was of an ordinary day in which amanda walked him to school Tapril considers this mundane, but Tapring speaks up, saying it was illogical to criticize the nature of a memory, which is a mm. good point. The ritual is completed, and her assessment is not required; only her acknowledgment of the conclusion of the dinner. Tapril gives it, to which Savet immediately asks if there was any more of Pike's tevmel, to which the captain is glad to oblige. <laughs> Tapril admits, "Little treat, boy. Mm, he, he loves his treats, don't we, folks? Yeah. And he kind of he kind of looks a bit like um." Like Cybok, you do not he? He do. He do. I like that. T'Pril admits she had her doubts, but despite many faults beyond his control, he upheld the betrothal agreement and completed the ritual. Amanda sardonically notes it must have been difficult for her to say when Spock points out the phrase, Faults beyond his control. T'Pril bluntly replies that she considers his Vulcan nature deluded by his human side, and uh, yet he impressed her in spite of his handicap. When Spock asks if she believed it was impossible for a human to complete the ritual, to uh replies she does. And he's like, well, guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> guess what, bitch? A human did it. This handicapped motherfucker fucking did your goddamn ritual. I'm handy motherfucking capable. Hell yeah. I'm not
1: handicapped. I'm handy capable, bitch.
0: Mm-hmm. He then compliments his mother for being human and uh, basically tells Tapril that she sucks. Uh, He says his only regret was that it had taken so long for him to speak those words for his mother. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Topring is confused that Spock would not feel comfortable telling his own fiancé about this condition. Spock admits, given how difficult Vulcans found it to lie, that it would be much more logical to leave her out of it. And she kind of reluctantly agrees. T'Pring admits to the logic of it, but points out that nearly everyone else on the ship was party to the ruse and asks how she was meant to feel about that. She thinks that perhaps it was best they take a break. Man, a lot of breaks going on recently here. Mm-hmm. We got Battelle, we got to pring. They just fucking... What is up with this writer's room? Are they just getting dumped? <laughs> Come on, people.
1: And they all horny, horny.
0: Oh, well, they all horny and getting dumped. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, everyone involved in the show has got to be bisexual. I guess so. Yeah, I'd hope so. That's really my, my hope more than anything.
1: They're all just cranking their hogs and hogettes.
0: Hell, hogettes. We yeah. love to hear it. We, folks. <laughs> so, back in Sick Bay, Derek contacts Chapel again and says that the Science Academy is elected not to provide the fellowship to her and that she might apply for it next year. Chappell replies she had uh, gone to interdimensional space that day and had convinced a race they had never met uh, with humans or Vulcans before to give her access to an ancient medical procedure. The Vulcan scientist's curiosity is immediately piqued and he keeps asking her about the procedure. She cheerfully tells him that she can read about it in her paper when she published it later that year and tells him that the fellowship was not ready for her before closing the channel. Boom! Yeah, this was, I don't know, a little too mic-droppy and yeah. informal for me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I get her hurt, but uh, a, little, a little too human, you know what I'm saying?
1: A little too human.
0: A little too human. Um, so in spy- they
1: can't handle her at her, at her worst. They yeah. deserve her at her best.
0: If you can't handle me and my nurse, you don't deserve me in my chapel. <laughs> uh, in Pike's quarters, Spock remarks uh, that they had quite a day. Pike pours two drinks and offers another human ritual that helps in times like these. Commiseration! Uh, he hands Spock one of the glasses and they do a toast. Later in the transporter room, Spock asks Amanda, his mother, about the memories she chose to mind meld in the ritual. And it was the first day Vulcan children asked Spock to play with them amanda replies she chose it because it was the first time she saw he felt accepted which was kind of sweet mm-hmm. seeing it through her eyes uh he could see that amanda herself was not that she was shunned by vulcan mothers amanda assured herself that spock was happy and their judgment was a sign of their own weakness yeah pretty pretty good line here i like that yeah Spock now sees and feels what Amanda had to give up living as a human on Vulcan. He had spent so much of his life trying to follow the Vulcan path that he had failed to see his mother's journey. He says it is not easy being a human who loves a Vulcan.
1: yeah it's not easy being, being greasy
0: mm-hmm uh, and then Amanda steps onto the transporter pad and goes bye-bye. Now the scene. The scene that the whole world's talking about.
1: Yeah, I was, I, I, I was just like, no, nah, they're not gonna have that happen. I was just like, they, oh, they have it happen, baby. They have it happen. They have it happen in schools. I was schools. just like, no, nah, it, no, nah, it's not gonna
0: happen. Oh, it happens. So in his quarters, Spock paces for a moment before headed toward the, heading toward the, the door. He stops short when he realizes <laughs> Nurse Chapel is there. He had just been on his way to see her. Inviting her in, he explains that he and T'Pring had chosen to spend some time apart. When she asks how he feels about it he confesses he feels badly but also he feels it necessarily because he is conflicted by his feelings for another chapel who is ward with that same feeling for him quips about a vulcan with feelings and spock points out they did have them and that they're more potent than human emotions which is why vulcans work to suppress them Mm -hmm. but he doesn't want to suppress them any longer when he asks why she had come to see him, she passionately kisses him. He asks what that meant, and she tells him to shut up before kissing <laughs> him again.
1: And then the Chekhov's gun that's been established throughout the whole seat se- uh, whole episode his his uh, his boner yeah that has that has just been a, like a like a but turgid tent now his pants now suit. it's a
0: tiny little vulcan boner though.
1: <laughs> oh damn yeah, or half vulcan boner half vulcan boner a yeah, half chub that's yeah. a real half chub right there. Yeah, I was surprised they did that.
0: I was kind of surprised they did that. I thought,
1: because even still in Tos they did the uh, will they won't they. Right,
0: right. I thought honestly they did it super fucking well. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I had a little bit of the waterworks, and you know what? Heterosexual romances never do that to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was because I didn't have much sleep last night. It's true. But you know
1: tossing I, and turning. Yeah,
0: tossing and turning. Uh Sherman and Burnin'. What does that even mean?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. Me neither. <laughs> let's let's cancel that. <laughs> you canceled. Yep. Um
0: yeah, so that's the episode. I I, I really liked this episode, mm. I'm not gonna lie. I although it did have basically like all of my least favorite elements of new Star Trek, it was Soy like, dialogue. Soy dialogue. It was emotionally overwrought. Yeah. Uh there was far too much music. However, I gotta say The score was amazing. They had some fucking great music on there. They had some sick ass harp runs and shit. Like Mm -hmm. the music that they chose for that episode, uh, fucking fantastic. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was it was a combination and also like you know, it it was kinda it points try hardy and like Reddit pilled and shit. However, despite all of that, I really like this episode. Yeah. Um, and I think it may have just been the emotional core of the episode. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it really did feel to me like a TOS episode.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was classically goofy, like a TOS it was. episode. Yes. It was like classic camp. Like, the goofiness almost reached unbearable levels for me. <laughs> like, at, at some point. At times. Like, uh, I was just like, okay, Spock, tone it down. Yeah. Tone it down now. And...
0: Yeah, he would have gotten fired for most of the stuff he did.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was acting a little too goofy. And, like, um and i was i was wondering cuz that cuz like you know the vulcan um, emotional suppression isn't like a genetic thing like no. it's something that he's trained his whole life for mm-hmm. and so like did he forget that like as a- and that's,
0: that that was kind of my question and i saw that a couple places on the internet like so his, like, Vulcan training, he has to have his Vulcan DNA to have that training because, as it was established in Discovery, which takes place before this, Michael Burnham received extension Vulcan training, and she, at the beginning of the series, is ostensibly Vulcan.
1: Yeah, she, like, yeah, that's like her path, where she starts off very emotionally flat, Mm -hmm. and Chile, becomes far too emotional. Then so becomes far right. too emotional by the end, but yeah, it, but it, it is definitely a gradual process over mm. multiple seasons. she right. and and that's what I was curious about is because like I ne- yeah you never I never thought of of the of the Vulcan um, ability to suppress emotions being being a um, uh, a genetic trait yeah, of any I mean, kind. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely like it's something that the Vulcans have all like it's like part of their. It's part of their culture, it's like mm-hmm. it's like something they've chosen to do. It's like it's basically like kind of like how, like, you know, there's like those Buddhist monks that can re- lower their temperature. It's like yeah. something, I mean, something that comes from like extensive mental yeah. training.
0: It's literally the difference between them and Romulans, yes. So, yes,
1: yeah, like Romulans, they're basically their their cousins, yeah, and that have done none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're kissing,
0: kissing cousins,
1: <laughs> they're kissing cousins, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like I was kind of like, but. But for the for the purposes of the episode of making silly shit happen, like yeah, it's like of course like he's gotta go like whoa epic bacon whoa why does no one know about this yeah and then eat the bacon it was
0: really the bacon scene that like brought <laughs> brought me down a good bit like yeah
1: yeah. But and I it, did that, like
0: the whole montage kind of sucked. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Yeah, but I did like you know him. Uh, we got to he got to finally deep dick um, Chapel, which oh, yeah. which I'm wondering if how that's gonna change Tos in a way because it's like because they it didn't it never implied that they fucked
0: right. No, it didn't. But it implied that they might have been together. I feel mm. like there there might be something there. So, mm. and at this point, like.
1: Yeah, who cares? Like, TOS kind of sucks. Yeah, TOS like, kind yeah, of sucks. I'm
0: okay 50 years after the fact of starting to retcon a few things.
1: Yeah, retcon, yeah. Just, like, let, let, um, let uh let Spock and Chapel bone down. Go to yeah. bone, go to bone. They go to Pound Town.
0: Yeah. I'd rather them go to Pound Town than them like stick religiously to some kind of canon.
1: Yeah, and, and also just like milk that over God knows how many seasons. It's gonna be like you not. know just like kind of do the do the whole will they won't they. I'm glad they just gave I us the will they. They
0: should either kill it or like make it an actual. I don't know. I think they should maybe kill it by the beginning of next season.
1: Yeah, like have them break up because because right, right. I mean. that will change you know like eventually like you know amok time you know Mm, and like and and hold to prings you know like villainous um uh her betrayal her betrayal and so yeah it's like we gotta and i I do feel like they're probably establishing like her betrayal like her betrayal makes more sense you know with like uh seeing how much spock sucks yeah like and you know just like it's like oh yeah i guess he did fuck with her a lot he did and it's like okay yeah maybe to wasn't all like all that uh wrong
0: it's pretty logical it's pretty logical
1: yeah it's like okay yeah he just like went to pound town with some um with it with a with a with his, one of his colleagues
0: yeah i don't know about that they, and, she, and, and, She's and technically a subordinate right
1: yeah and and also like not even like basically right after she got off the ship too mm-hmm. he did not waste any time no he was just like uh me and to pring on her break so yep he was just like you know, I got this thing, I got to get sucked down.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, but the, the, the tension has been pretty palpable, at least since like, the, the kiss that they had on the end of the first season.
1: Yeah. They had the kiss and then like, they had, the, they the, had the moment episode, before right? she, uh, she stuck him with the thingy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, so they're, 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 uh, emotionally charged, but
0: I, I feel like it was well established.
1: It yeah. Was, yeah. But also I just Yeah that's kind of just shitty Like yeah it's like You know Spock is also You know saying like Well you know He's deeply in love With T'Pring But you know he- The minute she gets Off that ship Yep He's zicking <laughs> down The
0: nurse Hello nurse Hello nurse Yeah Yeah, yeah what do you think Of the episode
1: It was okay yeah. Not my favorite episode, episode of the season So far
0: No, I put, it, I put it somewhere In the middle I thought it was better Than like episode three um, mm. uh, But not as good As the previous episode Maybe
1: mm.
0: Still pretty good I'd, I'd recommend it enough
1: yeah i think it's probably going to be in my bottom by the end of the season like, oh yeah you yeah. bottom bitch you bottom bitch oh yeah yeah just uh yeah i don't know the bacon thing
0: the bacon was really off-putting
1: yeah so. it's like does anyone know about this i'm like man like like not eating meats like a i mean i know you're human right now but also it's like it's just like how much of your of your cultural Heritage? Have you really just forsaken? <laughs> like, right. like, right here, just like, just uh, ignoring like the 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 decades of uh, of emotion suppression, and mm. then also the fact that. Uh, the Vulcan people as a whole are vegetarians yeah I mean he, he has different <laughs> DNA
0: now so that's yeah, that, that's wild that he's like oh well I'm human now so I can't be vegetarian I
1: can't be vegetarian like, what dude it's a, it's sort of like uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas and what happens as a human stays as a human I agree with that yeah 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 so he he should have just been like dicking down everybody he's just uh-huh. like I'm a human it doesn't count I got all this emotion and I'm so horny I'm gonna eat a ton of bacon and I'm gonna eat fuck. Mani- I'm gonna eat manicotti on someone's back? Hell yeah!
0: Oatmeal <laughs> out there <laughs> ass in the morning. Yeah,
2: oatmeal.
1: oatmeal with bacon in it. Oh, have an yeah. asshole.
0: Well, I think that's probably a good place to leave our episode. Yeah, it's
1: probably a good place to stop it.
0: Uh, indeed. You got anything to say?
1: No. Support the writer strike. Tell yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm, support all workers.
1: Well, support all workers because when all workers uh, rise together, we all benefit.
0: Hell yeah. Rising tide lifts all boats.
1: Rising which, tide lifts all boats, which is used for capitalism, yes, which I don't like. <laughs>
0: it should be used for socialism.
1: It should be. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I guess that's it. Uh, thanks for joining us, Soyagers. Yeah. Um, be well, travel safe and uh, you know, if you find some nice hairless genitals, stick your mouth on them.
1: Why not? Hell yeah. Or even with hair. Who cares? Even with
0: hair. I mean, it depends on your taste. It depends not, on your tastes. I'm not really into the hair. Hmm. I like it. I like it. I like it like clean, like a plate. Interesting. Yeah. I think I mean, I mean you. You can probably see I shave off every single bit of my hair every day. I don't. Yeah, I can see.
1: <laughs> I have been very, uh, very good at shaving my head and my face every week now. Though. Oh,
0: nice. Every yeah. just once a week. Just once a week. Fair cool well good job
1: yeah that helps, st- helps me stay cool in my hot uh, work environment oh yeah
0: how, how are you enjoying that mustache i like it yeah so yeah. you kind of got a soul patch going too
1: yeah soul patch you could be you could be a jazz musician
2: you're wearing sunglasses jazz. indoors <laughs> you're wearing real high quality <laughs> stereo
1: monitor headphones because i'm high on reefer oh yeah
2: i'm that reefer man reefer man <laughs> reefer
0: man reefer man I'm that Reefa man <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah that's it goodbye everybody bye we love you hang dong
3: and shocker, and shocker.